Welcome to Cherry Beckert's GovCon podcast, where we discuss current government contracting trends, compliance matters, and best practices to guide federal contractors forward. I'm James Cars, Business Development Director for our Government Contracts Practice with Cherry Beckert. And with me today is Carol Marin and John Yor, who are both tax partners with our GovCon Services Group. Today, we are taking a look at SBA size standards. Thanks for joining me, Carol and John. So, Carol, um, what what are SBA size standards? Thanks, James. Well, SBA's size standards are what are used to define whether a business entity is considered small and then eligible for government programs and preferences reserved for small business concerns. Uh, those size standards have been established for types of economic activity or industry generally under the NAICS, which is the North American Industry Classification System. Thank you. Uh, John, how does SBA establish size standards? Hey, James. Uh, good question. So, uh, as Carol mentioned, uh, the size standards are usually based on either average number of, of receipts or number of employees. Um, and that's the largest size of the business um, may remain classified as a small business for the SBA. Um, they so SBA considers economic characteristics uh, of an industry when they're establishing these size standards. And there's there's about five, at least that we'll cover today. One is the average firm size. Uh, obviously, they want to know in, in industry, what is the average size of a firm that's doing this type of work that will help them establish uh, what a small business is uh, so that they can, you know, so, uh, characterize and set the size standards appropriately. Uh, another aspect to look at is startup costs and entry barriers. Uh, if there are uh, significant entry barriers that will affect uh, what they determine to be a small business. Uh, obviously, if there, there's high entry barriers, high startup costs, um, then they would set that parameter a little bit higher uh, because you have to overcome those uh, those barriers to, to become part of that industry. Uh, another uh, item that they'll look at is the degree of competition. Um, so how is the market share distributed across this industry? Is there a lot of competition? Are there only a few firms that do most of the work uh, that will help them determine it? Um, there's a distribution of firm size. So if an industry's economic activity is attributed to only a, a couple of small firms, then this generally would indicate that small businesses are competitive in the industry, and this would support SBA adopting a smaller size standard uh, for that industry. And then finally, uh, federal contracting factor is uh, is one of the final items they'll consider, and this is the total uh, the share of total federal contract dollars awarded to awarded to small businesses relative to uh, small business's share of the industry total receipts. So how does that compare federally versus versus industry? It's, it's somewhat similar to the degree of, of competition uh, item that, that they consider as well. And they have, a, they have a whole white paper on this if you want to get into the details. Um, and SBA will always consider uh, if there's a concern or something that that would affect a, a certain industry, they will consider that. Um, and then SBA reviews these uh, by by rule. They're required to review these uh, size standards every five years. 
Um, so the last time we had the, they updated it was in 2019 um, and they will review inflation and we'll get to this a little bit more uh, later on uh, about some recent uh, changes that they that they made uh, due to the high inflation we've we've uh, experienced recently. Thank you for that. And for that white paper, do you know where they could go to, to access that? Yeah, that's on the SBA website. Um, you can just go on the website and search size standards and uh, they'll give you a little a little introduction and then you can download the PDF and it's a it's a big it's, it's a big read. Uh, but yeah, it's available there. All right, super. Thank you. So, Carol, uh, how does SBA calculate the annual receipts? Yeah, that's a great question because it's a good jumping off point. But receipts are determined as revenue from whatever form received or accrued and from various sources, including things such as sales of products, your interest, your dividends, your rent, royalties, etc. Um, generally speaking, you would start with what's on the tax return on the 1120 or the 1065 or whatever type of entity you are in that form that you um, that you file. Um, and it's really receipts are considered basically total income plus your cost of goods sold. Um, however, a few things aren't included in receipts and they don't include net capital gains or losses, um, which are determined separately anyway. Um, some taxes collected and remitted to taxing authority under certain circumstances and some things with uh, if there's ever a case where you have some proceeds back and forth with some affiliates. And, and those are kind of specialized rules that that can be determined looking at it on a case by case basis. Um, when they're determining these receipts, there's a period of measurement that they use. And annual receipts for a, are usually for a business for five or more who have, have had five or more completed fiscal years. And you basically take those receipts and you divide by five. And then there's some adjustments um, that if you haven't been in business for five years or if there's a short year in between there and there's different rules to calculate that annual receipts. And that's kind of all laid out in the rules there that we're also can um, the firm here. One of the things that we could help you look at at that point. This is an important aspect of determining the size standards, obviously, and there's um, it's not as cut and dry as potentially it could be. Um, I believe John has had an example that's basically a real world example of how these rules were applied, and um, he was going to explain that a little bit at this point, John. Yeah, thanks, Carol. So I was involved recently in some litigation uh, sur surrounding this issue where a larger government contractor had, um, I think, uh, manipulated this, these rules a little bit and a smaller government contractor was suing them for it. Essentially, um, they, the SBA will start out with your tax return uh, as the jumping off point in determining your size standards. And then as Carol mentioned, there are some specific rules that the IRS will, or sorry, the SBA will go through uh, in addition to looking at your tax return. Well, this uh, larger government contractor, uh, they had been, the, most of the contracts at issue were cost plus contracts. And so the the larger contractor had taken a, a creative approach and said, well, the costs are really reimbursements. And so those aren't real. That's not really revenue. So we're going to take all of these costs and we're going to subtract them out of box one for gross receipts, thus lowering gross receipts by four to five million, depending on the year. 
and it dropped them underneath the the size standard threshold so that they could continue to bid on the contracts under this under these NAICS codes. Um, obviously very controversial and I think it's pretty clear that you're not able to do that. Um, you know, as Carol read through, there's only a few items that are excluded from gross receipts and that's that's by design, right? It, uh, they want this is a business development type program where they're trying to help small businesses grow, uh, develop, and then exit the program and continue to be uh, thriving companies. It's not for uh, large companies to you know manipulate or try to slide under these these barriers so that they have access to to these contracts. So um, I just wanted to make you aware of that. That uh, you know if you're if you're trying to find a creative solution outside of these NACE codes, there's really not. It's it's um, they're pretty straightforward as far as uh, as these rules go. Um, it's it's not completely cut and dry, but it is straightforward when you get into the rules. So if you have any questions on that, I would ask your advisor or you can reach out to any of us. Um, but that was a recent development that I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, no, thanks for that real life. Uh example and carol how does the sba calculate number of employees yeah so in all in all aspects of tax and then under the sba there's always the question about who do i count as an employee because there's all sorts of different just always seems to be a set question on different applying different rules so under this circumstances the sba counts all individuals employed on a full and part-time basis so you're not just looking at your full-time employees, you're looking at your part-time as well. Um, even if you use like an outsourcing leasing company, those count. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. Um, and then they there there's some specific rules in there about how they look at, um, you know, uh, the average number of employees if you've been in business for less than 24 months, because I believe they usually look at it over a 24-month period. Again, kind of like the receipts test, they if they're if you haven't been in business for that long, then they'll go through and do some adjustments. But I think the the one thing that I got got out of this that's more important is that part time and temporary employees are counted the same as full time employees. So just kind of keep that in mind, because a lot of times that's not the case in applying other aspects of especially the tax world. Um, now, and as this goes into it, uh, John had mentioned there's always can be some updates and they look at these standards as they go. But I believe there was just a recent update that John wanted to um, talk to you about on the thresholds. John. Right. Thanks, Carol. So as Carol mentioned, you know, the size standards are based typically on on two factors, employees that uh, Carol just mentioned and covered and then gross receipts or annual receipts. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, SBA will look at that every five years are required to look at it every five years or for inflationary purposes, or as it just occurred, they will look at it when experiencing high inflation in the economy to say, do we need to adjust the limits based on the inflation that we have experienced? And so in November last month, uh, SBA uh, reviewed and, and decided uh, that they were going to increase several thresholds. One of those was the monetary based size standards, the size standards based on annual receipts. Uh, the last thing that they had updated or looked at that was uh, apparently the fourth quarter of 2018. And so they they went back 
and a, and calculated the amount of inflation that has occurred since the 2018 fourth quarter to the first quarter of 2022 and determined that this percentage of inflationary increase was 13.65%. So they increased all receipt based industry size standards by that percentage, 13.65. Um, and then all of those results are rounded to the nearest $500,000. The exception there is um, agricultural industries, but they were only rounded to the nearest $250,000. Um, but, but this makes a big difference uh, for contractors who were bumping up against that limit or maybe they had exceeded that limit and now they are still considered small businesses uh, based on the adjusted standards. So these are effective December 19th, uh, 2022. So uh, we're only four days away from, from those becoming effective, uh, which of course is before the, the new year and um, could, could make a difference to, to contractors. As a side note, a few of the other limitations that were increased by SBA uh, had it dealt with the thresholds for 8A and economically disadvantaged women-owned small businesses. Uh, there, the three uh, economic uh, thresholds were increased there. And then also for 8A, there's a sole source dollar limitation of $100 million that was adjusted by 68%. So if, if you have questions about any of those, you can let, let us know. But uh, those were also pretty significant uh, adjustments that were just recently made and and may not be well known yet. Uh, thanks so much, John and and Carol, uh, and thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us or or go to cbh.com, and please join us again for for our next podcast. Thank you.